good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike Mitzvanilla Ice Cohen. I am Matt Ooh. Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I just realized that Mitz Vanilla Ice. It's Vanilla Ice. I just realized did that. Did you come up with this? I did, yeah. Wow. There we go. That's better. That is that is beautiful. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to the Muddy Waters of Freedom. If you have not already, however you are watching or listening to this, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever the respective thing is that you do for whatever the thing is that you are using to watch or listen. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that old bell right next to the subscribe button. The last thing we want is for you to miss out on a roughly hour plus long libertarian podcast on a usual, well, usually it's Tuesday nights, but no one knows when we do shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nothing matters random, anymore. Absolutely nothing matters. Nothing matters. Random, random weeknight. Give, give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. First love of it. First and foremost, allow me to thank the fine, fine people over at SiestaCava.com. SiestaCava.com for the cava that I'm drinking today. Um, and allow me to thank superfan Eric Haig. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Eric Haig for this delicious smart water that I am drinking on this episode, Bula Vanaka. I have a story to Bula tell. Bula How was the salmon so he got you? It was amazing, and thank you. You and are thank welcome, you, Eric. That was great. I am now imprint. I have made a promise to all of my fans and supporters, and that is that uh, if you give me smoked fish, I will imprint. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, I was at beautiful Fargo, North Dakota yesterday. Had a great turnout. Uh, got to speak with the folks there, and one of the last people to come up to me was a, a young man with a gift basket with smoked salmon in it. And I said, well, I definitely want to talk to you because I hope that's for me. And he said, it absolutely is for you. I spoke with Matt, and he told me that I needed to bring you smoked salmon so that you would, in fact, fall in love with me. <laughs> uh, and that all you eat is smoked fish and carbs from fruit, and you can have honey. And so he got me this really great, like, uh, raw, unfiltered honey from local bees, from Minnesota and North Dakota bees. And he said, I also was told to give you smart water so that you could keep up with Guy on Left tomorrow on Muddied Waters. So that was cute. Um, and uh, so hopefully this will help me keep up with Matt. Apparently that's a thing. And uh, what else? Oh, he gave me a local bird report. We talked about local birding, and it turns out I was driving through last night Minnesota, which is uh, Sandhill Crane territory. And I think I'm talking to myself now. I don't think. No, you're you're I'm still here. Not anymore. No, you're still I here. Think, I think that I'm now. Now I'm by myself. You you we can all hear you. Oh okay. Hey. But for some reason your video stopped. Well, at least you can hear me. Right. Oh, I'm back. All yep. right, cool. So at least you can hear me. So yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in. Smart Water. Eric Haig. Shout out to super fan Eric Haig. Yeah, I was really hoping uh, he messaged me because he wanted to give you a, uh, a care package. 
And I was like, well, where are you? And he said, I'm at, I'm at Costco. And I said, see if they have the honey maple smoked salmon from Blue Hill Bay. Which, which they did not. They did they, not have, they did not Bay, have they, they did nope. not. And nope. he sent me a picture of what they did have. And I went, yeah, he's going to love that. That's fine. You literally, this is how much I love you, both as a friend and as a partner and as a human being. You know my favorite type of smoked salmon. I do. <laughs> Because I enjoy going to Costco and getting it and sending you pictures of it. Sending me pictures of it to let me know I can't, because my Costco doesn't carry it. Um, My wife, I believe, is the only other person on this planet who, I mean, everyone knows I love smoked salmon. She's the only one who knows the specific brand and flavor of smoked salmon besides you. That's how special you are to me. Blue Hill Bay Honey Maple Smoked. Blue Hill Bay Honey Maple Smoked. Folks, if you come out tomorrow to Minneapolis, to Burnsville, Minnesota, uh, to Nicolet Commons Park, and you bring me Blue Hill Bay honey smoked salmon, I will embrace you, which is not advised during a pandemic, even remotely. And if you don't want me to, I totally get it. But I will take the risk uh, because it is that it is. And if you aren't okay with that, I will I will give you a very massive virtual hug from like roughly six feet away. Now, this episode, much like every other episode, is brought to you from the fine people at Black Organic Coffee. That is B-L-V-C-K, because much like whenever this show airs, nothing else matters. Nothing matters. Nothing matters anymore. We're also brought to you by the Jorgensen Cohen Campaign. Yay! <laughs> the Jorgensen Cohen campaign. I put these. I when I made this. When I made this scene, it's all in there backwards. Um, the Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-based caucus in the party. I love. I love when you have to say this. I hate. I hate it so much. And the <laughs> Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar, filled with some of the least sexiest men in the Libertarian Party, although. I am willing to say that if anybody visits the store and gets that thing that's in the upper right-hand corner, you are a shoe-in for the Libertarian Dad Bod calendar. Visit the store at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Muddiedwatersmedia.com and hit the old store button. Uh, And as always, this show is brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. So we really did do the underwear thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's our number one seller. Yes. (laughs) It is our number one seller. Nothing means anything. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Because as a joke, I made it and then people said they would buy it. And so I posted it. I was like, sure, why not? I'll make it. I'll actually put it on the store. And that night it became our number one seller. You can also get this fantastic writer's block shirt, hand drawn by me but you know if you want spike on your crotch you want spike on your yeah, crotch can, i get can, it can, can, you, can you get that on your <laughs> underwear also one last thing we have these amazing you are the power i don't even know if you can read this in the lighting but you bit. are the power spike cohen bracelets that's right uh and you can get them by uh paypal our store doesn't let us add our own products for some reason but you can get it uh by paypaling five dollars uh to muddied waters of freedom at gmail.com, uh, five for one or four for 15. Four 15. And you two can wear, you two can wear a special, 
I wear this. We all wear these. Yeah. Uh, you can wear one of these. Uh, and if I just came up with this right now, if you, yeah, if you <laughs> buy one and say that you're going to be at the campaign rally and you bring a printed out copy of your receipt, then I will give you, oh, wait, no, I don't have any on me. No, they're in your PO box. Okay. Oh, crap. Yeah, I don't have them yet. Never mind. All right, I'm not at home. So uh, one day we will do that, but not yet. Right. So just buy it, and we'll send one to you. And if you also want your very own Muddied Waters Media patch, fifteen dollars to the PayPal Muddied Waters Media at Gmail dot com, and I will send you one of those as well. All of those are hand sent by me. And again, if you bring me smoked fish at one of these events, I will hold you like a child. I will. Nurt I will hold you in a nurturing, loving way. <laughs> Unless you don't want me to, then I, I won't. Right. So getting right into it, um, we've got bad Rapid news. Rapid fire. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, we've got, yeah, I forgot about that one. Rapid fire. The cold brew, the black coffee, cold brew, caffeinated car, rapid fire segment brought to you by Black Coffee. Use code MW at checkout for free shipping. Yes. I hope. That while you're enjoying your black brewed coffee, none of you are fans of brunch because AOC has some terrible news for you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you, you're not going, going back, back to brunch. brunch. We're, We're not, not going, going back, back to brunch. brunch. That's, That's not happening. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. There's no more brunch, according to AOC. Uh, she has canceled brunch. I'm not sure if that's for the country or if that's for um, New York. Is something wrong with brunch? I think it's just the large gathering of people in close proximity, like because of coronavirus, that we are not going to be able to have brunch ever, ever, ever. We're not going back to brunch. That's not happening. Bre breakfast, lunch and dinner are still on the table. Right. But just brunch not happening. Brunch is not happening. She says it. Not I'm sorry to tell you, you're not going, going back, back to brunch. brunch. We're, We're not going, going back, back to brunch. brunch. That's, That's not happening. happening. Yeah. I now reflexively want to go back to brunch. I don't even brunch. I can't tell you the last time I had a brunch, but I now want to have eggs Benedict and a um, and a, a half a grapefruit and uh, what else? Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 samosa. Which one's no. a samosa? Mimosa. Mimosa. Mimosa is the Indian food. So, yeah. No. So, well, I, I mean, you know what? I'll have a samosa and a mimosa. Why not? Just, well, just for so there was this place in there was this place in Tennessee. God, I don't. What was the name of that place? It was a, a it was a Mexican restaurant, and they had a Sunday brunch, and they had uh, fifteen dollars all you could drink mimosas. And my roommate and I would go, and both mm -hmm. of us closed our restaurant Sunday night. We would drink all you could drink mimosas until we had to go to work. And there was one shift that I came out of my blackout in the middle of working. Well, I'm sorry. But we're not, <laughs> we're not going back to brunch. That that would not be a possibility that. today. Well, we're both sober now, so we definitely we're, we're not going back to that, but no one's going back to that. Right. No one's going back to that. Now, I do have some good news for you. For those of you uh, in the greater Minneapolis, St. Paul area who are now mourning the loss of brunch uh i have some fantastic news for you we are having a dinner which does comply with aoc's non-brunch mandate yes uh, we are having a fundraiser dinner tonight 
at uh, these at Stella's Fish House in uh, beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, tonight at 6.30 Central. I guess, well, if you live anywhere nearby, it's Central. So 6.30, and uh, if you want to RSVP, go to my page, and the event is listed there. If I had had the foresight, I would have gotten the link and put it in the old comments there, but here I am not doing that. So, uh, folks, if one of you enterprising young folks out there that's watching this show, love you. Uh, maybe if you can go over and get that link and post it in our comments. And go RSVP yourself. <laughs> um, so now to the rapid fire segment. Back to the rapid fire segment. Back to rapid fire. fire. Uh, speaking of Democrats doing weird things in public, Jerry Nadler... He was giving a speech on something. I don't know what. I honestly, I have no, it, do, it doesn't matter. None of it does not matter. I know that Nancy Pelosi was there. I watched this video 12 times and I can tell you that I still have no idea what was said because of everything else going on. So matter. we're just going to break down what was, uh, what was done here a little bit for you. So that that we may, may starting off and there's a moment of shock right right there i think is where something happens yeah nancy pelosi does not want to take the mask down now just keep your eye on nadler this is panic He's not sure what to do. Grabs the as he tries to slink off stage. I <laughs> like. So does he? I need to clear. So, in the interest of fairness, does he normally walk that way? I no, he does not normally walk that way. Okay. He does not normally walk that way. He I he had to have done what everybody is assuming he did. He had like there's no other explanation for his abrupt exit from the stage. How he grabbed on to the podium, unsure of what to do in this situation. And whether even to move his body right. at all. And then he does the famed butt clinch penguin waddle, or waddle. off of the stage. And I like how the, um, the uh, camera guy like pans, pans back to keep him in and then... In right, to keep him in frame and then realizes what's happening and then zooms in. On Nancy. Because on C-SPAN, I'm 95% 90 certain Jerry Nadler pooped himself. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I feel hesitant to uh, make fun because A, A, I think that's cruel. And B, uh, I do a lot of public speaking events where I am often out in front of folks for a long period of time. And I would hate for that to come back on me, that particular bit of karma. 
but Spike, I, I will Spike shirts out his Spike in poops pants, and I'm like, his smoked salmon. <laughs> yeah, smoked salmon gets to local Jewish politicians. I no, I listen. I you know, I honestly feel bad for the guy. I have to say, like, I'm just gonna say, I feel bad for him. If that's what happened, um, something happened. Something happened that was not okay. <laughs> And he was not ready for it. And he's not, and he, he did his best to go away. And that's a tough one. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I feel bad. I honestly, I, I, when I saw it, I asked you, I said, has this been confirmed? And you're like, no, but watch it. And I watched it and I went, oh no. Yeah. I mean, there's no, that will never, it's, it's, that'll what? never be confirmed. Well, of course not. No. Um, it, yeah, it'll I, never it'll never be confirmed, and I don't I don't blame him. I would not admit that. I will never admit to that. But I I, I don't believe a denial has been issued. If, if you ever see me do that, it's not what you think. <laughs> I will never admit to that. We, people in the comments are like uh, Shelby Shelby Waters is, says maybe he tweaked something in his back, making it painful to walk. And I respect that you know she what? is looking. She is looking for the bright side, the brighter side. It's possible. What I will tell you as someone that suffers from uh, lower back issues is that usually there's like a, like that, like a wince that you can't help. Usually, usually it's like, eh. Like that, you know, and it's like a, it's like a reflexive thing. Like it happens so quickly and catches you off guard and you kind of like, like that, that would explain most of that. But the absence of a wince makes it seem like there was not pain involved, but it's possible. It is possible. I will give, I will give her that. You you do see like, there is a moment where he kind of like has a look of, uh, oh, and but they, it was like an uh oh look, not it, a like right, ah, not like, like a, you know, ah, right. Yeah, like it wasn't I mean, like a I, ooh, it was a uh oh, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, when when I've had my my back issues, I'll be in the middle of something and and it's just like ah, like that. Like I mean, I don't have a chance to even respond. It would be like if you were talking and someone you know punched you in the face or something. Like you you can't not react to it. So. In other news, Shit's Creek cleaned up at the Emmys this week. Uh, was that a, was that a Chris Reynolds contribution there? No, actually, I just came up with that right now. That's not even in the notes. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of shitty things, uh, Hunter Biden, who looks like you ordered Steve Carell off of Wish. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> he does. Like I when I made that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know what. He he looks like he looks like Steve Carell ordered off of Wish. Steve Carell is Hunter Biden in the Hunter Biden biofit. Oh, that we that if, we all never wanted. I man, in all fairness, I would watch a Hunter Biden bio flick because the man is, or at least was, a crackhead. Yes, he had an affair with his brother's widow. He knocked up a stripper. There was the whole Burisma thing. 
there's some stories there. Right. Right. And now it has come out to a, in a uh, report from the Republicans in the Senate that he took $3.5 million from the Moscow mayor's wife. That was for a financial relationship that the two shared. And according to that report, uh, the report cites extensive public reporting concerning Hunter Biden's alleged involvement with prostitution services, which whatever uh, records on file with the committees do not directly confirm or refute these individual reports. However, they do confirm that Hunter Biden sent thousands of dollars to individuals who have either been involved in transactions consistent with possible human trafficking in association with the adult entertainment industry or potential association with prostitution. So here's what I want to say to that. The term human trafficking gets caught up a lot in sex work right now. Um, the Because the idea of legalizing prostitution and sex work is becoming increasingly popular, the right. people who are trying to keep it illegal are increasingly trying to tie it to human trafficking. I've talked with a lot of sex workers who have seen how they've been demonized as human traffickers when like they're like, some of them are like, you know, webcam girls and stuff like that. Like they, they have nothing to do even outside of their own immediate work. They're not even involved in the, in the greater industry right. at all, much less in human trafficking. And yet they get tied to it uh, just by virtue of the fact that they, you know, are in, in the, the, the sex trade, as it were. Um, so I'm a little hesitant on that one. Now, so a lot one sounds. A lot. Of, so a lot of the payments that were being made were to people in the Ukraine for Eastern okay. European girls that he was getting in Moscow, apparently, allegedly. Um, guy gets around, man. Guy gets around. Guy, guy, guy yeah, gets around. dude gets around. Dude so gets anyone around. who was thinking of voting Democrat to stop Russian influence, <laughs> I got some ter horrible news for you. Just awful. Just some awful news for you. <laughs> Good old Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Uh... Got a bit of an issue there. Took, a conflict of interest. <laughs> took $3.5 million from the wife of the former Moscow mayor. Who was that is exactly $3.5 million more than the Jorgensen Cohen campaign has received from <laughs> foreign interests of any country, much yeah. less, uh, much less uh, Russia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, guy's life, that guy's lifestyle is lit though seriously seriously like either recovering crack like i don't fault people for being drug addicts or recovering drug addicts. we're, we're, we're both, recovering right, drug addicts right, right, listen, both I, yeah, right. You know, I don't fault people for that the hooking up with your brother's widow that's that's how they used to do it in the Old Testament. Right. That, that, that that's, huh? a, that's a special level of Nadler pants right there. Um, <laughs> the, the knocking up of a stripper. Okay, that happens. Like, all right, you've got a penchant for strippers. And while you're in the back room, you hook up with one. I mean, nature, nature happens. Nature happens. And no birth control is uh, 100%. You know, like... <laughs> Bad things happen. Um, but 3.5 million from the Moscow mayor's wife. That's pretty rough. That is, that is. That's that, that, that's, 
that's a bit of a head scratcher there. Uh, yeah, the rest of the stuff, and the, and again, the human trafficking thing. I've just I've just seen too many people that have been tied to human trafficking, and it's literally just they're in the sex trade. So right. it's probably possibly just that he has uh, frequented the company of some uh, some people. I don't want to say all ladies, just people uh, who are. Or maybe engaged in some That's a good point. Like he could be like uh the uh, Tallahassee mayor that lost the Florida governorship. Yeah. You yeah. know, he could just have a really robust robust sex life and some nightlife, yeah. And uh sometimes he has to uh he calls in the male prostitutes and the female prostitutes. Like it's, we don't know. We don't know. We don't also, don't, we, we also, it's none of our yeah, business. Don't care. Right? 3.5 million from Russia. From Russia. There's some care there. Right. There, there, there's, there's a bit, there's, there's a bit a there. There's a concern. There's a concern. There is a concern. Yeah. So speaking of concerns, mm. as we reported last Friday, this is so weird trying to remember what days we did shows now because it's all over the place. Because it's all over the place. It's all yeah. over the place. As we uh, join us next Tuesday, <laughs> I get it. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Um, as we reported last Friday, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, um, and yep. to the best of our knowledge, that has not changed. Pretty certain that is still a thing, and obviously it's 2020, so it didn't take long for that death to become ultra politicized. Literally that night. It yeah. was politicized with people saying, are they going to replace her before the election? Are they not going to replace her before the election? And as one can guess, everybody in 2016 that said, we should not replace uh, Scalia before the people decide are now on the yes. side of let's replace Ginsburg as quickly as possible. Shocking. And you can just, do the exact inverted of that. And for instance, Mitch McConnell, he said the Supreme court uh, nominee by president Trump will receive a vote on the Senate floor. He said this Friday night, we actually reported this the moment that it happened. Yes. So we said, cause there are people were saying, well, you know, uh, do you think that they should wait or not? And I said, that's a moot point. Donald Trump. We both said Donald Trump will introduce someone and the Senate will be made to vote on it. And they will be confirmed. Right. Like this doesn't change anything in terms of the election stakes or outcomes. It like it's he will do it because of course he will. He's Donald Trump. Yeah. He can, so he will. He and it's I mean, he's allowed to. He's legally allowed to, to appoint a replacement, and the Senate can choose whether or not to take it up. So yeah, of course they're going to do that. Right. No, they're going to do it, and they're not even going to think about it. No. Um, but back in 2016, Mitch McConnell famously said the American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme court justice. Therefore this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. That's just the cocaine talk. That, that's old cocaine, Mitch. It's old cocaine, Mitch there. And the spin that they're putting on it is new. And his argument now is, well, that was a democratic president with a Republican Senate. We right now we have Republican and Republican and the people voted the Republicans in re voted in the majority in 2016. So this is what they want. Oh. That's a beautiful spin. That is, and you know what? Great spin. 
That's a McConnellian spin right there. Now, by the way, shout out to Brad Barron, who is running as a libertarian uh, to replace uh, Mitch McConnell and whatever Democrat has no hope of replacing him. And uh, uh, he has uh, reached the bar to be in the debates between the three of them. So you're going to have Cocaine Mitch and Forgettable Mick, who already knows her name at all, uh, and and Brad Barron, who uh, I cannot wait to watch that. When it, When is that? I'm not sure, but I can't wait to watch it. Whatever it is, I will be watching it. And if I can be there physically, I will. Um, now, Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. allegedly, right before she passed away, a few days before, I don't imagine it was right before because I think she was probably like respirator, but a few days before she passed away, uh, she told her granddaughter, Clara Spera. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, before we get into this, whoever named Mr. and Mrs. Spera, whoever, why did you pick Clara as the first name? Clara, Spera. Clara Spera. Like, do better. Um, Clara Spera. Clara Spera. But according to Clara Spera, uh, I almost said AOC, RBG stated that her most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. But in 2016, she is quoted as saying, there's nothing in the Constitution that says the president stops being the president in his last year. And but she, did, she didn't say that. She didn't say that that's not the case. She's just hoping that it didn't happen. That's true. So she, and, and, and if people are saying we should honor her last wishes, but if you and she could hope that. And she might not be saying this is what should happen. She's just saying, I hope this happens. So I hope that this is what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, I remember back in 2016, and she was getting pushback. For, there were people calling for her to resign uh, yeah. just in the fear that what if Trump wins? And, you know, you have Obama who can replace you and would have every justification to say, well, because we're replacing the progressive icon of the of the court we're going to replace her with another progressive icon and she essentially said well who are you going to get who's better than me well we're about to find out <laughs> we are about to find out and uh, who donald trump thinks is better than her and or a suitable replacement. a suitable replacement and suitable. uh possibly most famously is joe biden who in 1992 came out with what they call the Biden rule. Oh, gosh. Where he said, I have video, but everybody was complaining that the video, I'm, uh, I think I know what's wrong. As a result, it is my view that if a Supreme Court justice resigns tomorrow or within the next several weeks, or resigns at the end of the summer, President Bush should consider following the practice of a majority of his predecessors and not, and not name a nominee until after the November election is completed. Now, that was Joe Biden in 1992. 1992, the Biden rule. The Biden rule. Now, what people are saying, well, in 2016, what Biden said was that uh, it was taken out of context 
And they completely ignore the fact that at the time I was speaking of the dangers of nominating an extreme candidate without proper uh, Senate consultation. So he didn't talk to the push, didn't talk to the even there wasn't an opening in 92. He was just saying, should one open up? Should one open should up? Should one open up? Uh, he should talk to me because I believe at the time he was the head of the Judiciary uh, Committee. And he's like, he should talk to me about who he should put in beforehand. That's that, not what he said. That, that was his argument in 2016. Definitely not what he said. But over the weekend. Oh, he's reinvoking the Biden rule. He's reinvoking that the people of this nation are choosing their future right now as they vote. To jam this nomination through the Senate is just an exercise in raw political power, and I don't believe the people of this nation will stand for it. That is fantastic. So he's back to 1992 Biden, which is right about the time that he was writing the crime bill. So be careful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to be doing next? Um, so, uh, well, thankfully, he's not in Congress. Uh, so it sounds to me, Matt, and I don't want to twist your words, but it sounds like everyone on this issue on both sides of the Republicrat beast are being massive hypocrites in this. Yes. And blindly so, with not even a sense of irony. Yes. Nancy so Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is another one. Oh, is she? <laughs> yes. That uh, is beyond surprising. Back in 2016, she wrote on her website, which is included in the uh, notes on the commons, the American people expect the United States Senate to do their job and give Judge Merrick Garland a fair hearing and a timely vote. This year, what she said was, and I'm going to paraphrase this, if they try to confirm a new Supreme Court justice, I will impeach him and William Barr. Yes, I saw that. I saw it. He, well, she was asked, you know, would you consider impeaching? And the, the reason because, folks, uh, so if you are being impeached, you cannot uh, appoint, you cannot submit anyone for being appointed to, uh, to uh, the Supreme Court because, uh, and if you did, they would have to recuse themselves from anything related to it. Uh, but actually, no, I think you just you can't while you're being impeached, you cannot uh, you can't submit anyone. And so she was asked, you know, are you uh, will you consider that? And she gave this kind of politician answer of we don't want to leave a single quiver in the old quiver bucket or no arrow in the qu quiver arrow in the quiver arrow in the quiver. Right. Arrow in the quiver. Yeah. Arrow in the quiver. We don't we want to take every arrow outside of our quiver and shoot it at you i don't the, the the analogy was lost very early but yeah so she she basically said you know every option's on the table um which was the dumbest way to answer that because now the people who want you to do it are mad that you wouldn't just say yeah i'll do it and now republicans can run on uh on saying nancy pelosi is gonna impeach president trump for doing what he is constitutionally obligated to do chris reynolds wants to know if this is all paving the way for reginald the janitor yes now all of this is precedent for reginald the janitor we will not rest until every quiver in our every arrow inside of our quiver is is being you <laughs> we're gonna point reginald um now obviously this is going to be the most contested election ever Ever. Yep. Unless, of course, Jorgensen Cohen wins. 
Um, in which case, no, even then it would still be the most contested election. It'll be, then it'll definitely, yeah, be, then it'll be when, the most, when, yeah, when we get elected, then it'll be right. hyper contested. And with the way the Supreme Court is set up right now, you are looking at a scenario where much like in 2000, the Supreme Court is going to have to come in and make a ruling at some point. Yes. And there is a chance that it could end up four or four in a deadlock which is why a lot of people are saying we need to confirm somebody right away. Creating a constitutional crisis. Yep. Creating a constitutional crisis. The only, and it's coming from people who would not be saying this if a Democrat were president. Let's be very clear. But the only reasonable excuse I can hear from people who previously said, you know, oh, well, it's different. It was different with Obama is that Obama was a lame duck president, which means that he wasn't up for reelection. So there wasn't a potential for, uh, you know, there wasn't a potential for, you know, someone having to recuse themselves or whatever in the case or or anything like that, Uh, or, or, or potential for, although no, because he could appoint someone and then you could still no by not appointing someone, it would still be deadlock. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's a garbage excuse. Yeah, because there have been people that say, you know, oh, well, he has to. And it's different from Obama because they could be deadlocked four four. Well, that was true in 2016, too. Right. But they are right. Uh, if they're deadlocked four four, we just created a constitutional crisis where no one knows who the next president's going to be. And no one is available to make that decision. And the person who could appoint someone to make that decision's about to be gone. And. There's no way that that president and the Congress would be able to agree on who to appoint to try to break that tie. It's basically a nightmare. It's like basically the only way to to stop the continuity of government that was set up in this republic. Yep. Is that. Um, Chris said there's no logic to that argument, but I don't know which argument he was talking about because he's the one that I didn't say. Right. That makes sense. Now, Trump looks like he's going to tap Amy Coney Barrett as the successor to RBG. The the look on your face. What's that? ACB. 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 Uh, ACB. So, I, I think that well, go ahead. And I know three things about Amy Amy Coney Barrett. Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. Um, I know she's Catholic because uh, Diane Feinstein said the dogma lives loudly in you back in 2017. Uh, I know that. Um, The other two things that I know about her, I like both of them, but I haven't had time to research her a whole lot because I didn't feel like doing that this morning. Um... But I know that she, she has a bunch of kids. She yeah, seven seven kids. Yeah, she has a. That was all part of the Catholic thing in my mind, though. That's fair. Yeah, um, she tried to overturn a law banning people convicted of felonies from possessing firearms, which I like that. And she one time denied qualified immunity from a police officer who fabricated evidence in a murder investigation. Well, those are two not bad things. Those are two not bad things. And again, like I said, I know three things about her. Yeah. <laughs> She's Catholic. 
the seven kids falls in. Yeah. She, uh, people who have felonies uh, should be able to possess firearms. I know that that is for uh, nonviolent. And uh, she one time denied qualified immunity to a police officer who fabricated evidence in a murder investigation. Well, those are all not things that are terrible. Right. Um, here's here's what we found overall is that, you know, when Republicrats appoint justices, you get Republicrat justices. And, and they occasionally uh, will look to the Constitution's original content, but it also happens to be when it, it fits whatever their particular political beliefs are. Uh, when it does not, they suddenly magically find, uh, you know, the living document per, uh, aspect of you know, <laughs> determining what. What, what, it, what it should mean to them in this time. Uh, uh, sort of the Marie Kondo uh, method of constitutionalism. Does it bring you joy? It, does this spark joy? Does this amendment spark joy? No? Okay, then ignore it. Um, or, or even this article or clause of the Constitution. Does this part of the Constitution spark joy? No? Okay. Um, so, and, you know, that's what we get. Uh, so uh, I, I do believe that because people have been asking us like you know who would you appoint and you know the answer is we would appoint constitutional originalists who err on the side of maximizing human liberty when a strict uh you know uh, interpretation of the constitution is not enough to uh you know break up a potential uh difference of opinion or discrepancy um so that's who we would put in place but in terms of this appointment donald trump's going to shove this through with the help of cocaine mitch and the cowboys in uh in uh in senate and uh that's you know our justice more than likely the next one's going to be amy coney barrett um it's, so it's either going to be her or oh god look she's on the supreme court here in florida she's the daughter of a cuban of two cuban immigrants i can't remember her it's it's one of those two it's one of those two amy coney barrett is just the name that everybody is Everyone keeps saying, yeah. right. and the and the hyper conservatives want her because they are convinced that she's going to be a conservative icon. Even though at least back in 2017, uh, when she was first being considered, or 2018, she didn't have a whole lot of uh, case law behind her to be able to to try to delve into what her opinions are going to be. They may be completely wrong about her. I mean, she might be a Catholic that has a bunch of kids who's a progressive. Um, certainly, those decisions you cited could be decisions that came from a progressive or from a more libertarian leaning or 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 from a conservative it's really hard to tell from that um so i mean it's a it's a mixed bag thing but uh you know we the reason we need to vote libertarian is to to get rid of judicial activists uh unfortunately that's yes that is very true um so well where did that go? There it is. And it is now time for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where we, the fine people at Muddied Waters Media, listen to your questions and answer them live on the air. And remember, you could be part of this yourself by going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and hitting the old message button. Smash that message, bu message button. Fam. That's right. You can also smash the old donate button. So that way, when YouTube is going to demonetize this for one reason or another, you can be part of ensuring that this show stays on the air. Um, our first question is from Alex from Virginia. Alex hmm. from Virginia. Hey, Alex from Virginia. 
Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in, and I got a question for Killer Matt Wright and Spike LPVP Cohen, who together make Run the Jewels. And next year, Virginia is having our statewide elections, and I plan on running for House of Delegates District 66. And my question is, Basically, how do I get the Libertarian Party to endorse me so I wouldn't have to run as an independent? And do you guys have any quick tips and yeah. tricks to so, running a campaign? Can't hear it. You can't. Um, hear, you can't hear that. I can hear. I, I I heard enough where I thought I might be able to get it, and then it started trailing off. I couldn't hear it. That's really weird. Yeah. Well, because of the audio setup. Right. I thought. I thought we fixed that though. No, we decided to just go ahead. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going to have to work on that because I have a whole. What you you can do is switch to it when you play it and then switch back when we're talking about it. That's fair. Uh, He wants to. He's thinking Alex. (laughs) Alex from Virginia uh, made a run the jewels joke. Um, Nice. Yeah. I would say he stole it from it. it's a solid run. Run the jewels. Right. But uh, I'm killer Matt, right? And you're somebody else. I don't know. Um, and together we make run the jewels. I, I don't know who's in that. Um, but he's thinking about running for a state Senate in Virginia. And he wants to know if we have any advice on running a libertarian campaign. Uh, my advice to you would be, first of all, assuming you have, if you haven't already done this, get in touch with your state and local affiliates. Tell them that you want to run. Uh, get in touch with uh, your local libertarian activists. Tell them that you want to run. Tell them why you want to run. And then once you've set that, once you've 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 laid the groundwork for that, um, immediately go out like you're running a general election. Go and find in your in your local area. Find all the different political uh, uh, um, activism groups, uh, pr- conservative ones, progressive ones, centrist ones. Talk to local you know like rotary clubs and 4-h and whatever else any any kind of civic engagement clubs reach out to everyone say who you are what you're running for uh and that you want to hear from them that you'd like to set a time uh to either you know through zoom or a phone call or in person or whatever else uh hear from them hear what their concerns are hear what their members think what they have to say what their major issues are uh listen to them ask questions it's okay to demonstrate uh, that you want to know more about what they're saying. Uh, you are building a bond with these folks, whether they know it or not. Uh, wh- anytime someone gets to tell you about stuff and you respond by asking them more questions about it and showing interest, they are hearing that you care, because you do, or you wouldn't be running for office, but they hear that you care. They hear that you are interested in what's going on uh, and that you have a, a concern for the same types of things that they do as well. Uh, once you have heard that, then tell them the great news about how libertarian policy uh, fixes those issues or makes them better or makes them go away or whatever, uh, or, or, or replaces them with a better solution or whatever given the given subject is. Uh, when they show often skepticism about uh, certain aspects of it, uh, ask them more questions. Tell them, you know, find out more about what, what that means to them. The, the short answer is meet people where they are, empathize with them, listen to their concerns, and learn to be uh, an engaging and empathetic messenger of your beliefs and your policies and what it is you're trying to do and why you would like their vote. Uh, and when they inevitably talk about the wasted vote or the throwing the vote away or rigging the election in favor of the guy they don't like against the one that they do like, 
uh, I would ask them if they've, you know, if they've gotten what they wanted out of whoever it is they like. Um, and more than likely, it's either a mixed bag or not at all. They haven't gotten anything that they like. And tell them that you're pushing for the policies that were actually, will actually help them. Um, that's what I would do. But, it, but the first thing I would do is reach out to the actual local libertarian activists, the libertarian uh, uh, the libertarian affiliate, the state uh, libertarian party of Virginia. If your local or county area, regional area has a libertarian affiliate, reach out to them uh, because there's a chance that you might actually be running in a primary against uh, other libertarians, and you want to you want to make sure that you you get your name in uh, and uh, and tell them what you what it is you want to do. That's how you do it. And hey, thanks for getting involved, and thanks for being a part of it, man. A lot of people in the comments said it's a trap. Don't do it. Um, and I've worked, <laughs> I've worked on a bunch of libertarian campaigns. Um, it, everything Spike said is true. It, since you're going local, knock on doors. Knock on every door that you can. If there is a Read door, knock on it. I, the grassroots campaigning is the best way to get your message out there. And the number of questions that you're going to get on... Are you, why aren't you running as a Republican or Democrat? Doesn't, you know, depends on, you know, depends on whose door you knock on. Um, you're going to get that question. So have an answer prepped and ready to go. Have it, right. Have it at the holster. Uh, or as Joe Biden says, shoot from the shoulder. Yeah. uh, And on the wasted vote thing, you know, if they go, I, you know, well, well, isn't it a wasted vote? You can say, Hey, listen, I think a wasted vote is voting for the people that put us in this mess and both Republicans and Democrats have put us in this mess. But when it comes to specifically, why are you running? Why shouldn't I vote Republican Democrat? You have to have good local issue based answers to that, how the Republicans and Democrats have failed on that uh, and how you will, will will succeed, how you will get those those policies done. So, um, yeah, it, you definitely want to do door knocking. This is also, again, why you want to get in good with the libertarian local libertarian activists in your area. Uh, both inside and outside the party, because you need people that are going to help with making phone calls and doing door knocking and all of that stuff. You can't do it yourself more than likely unless you're in a very small rural area. You can't do it yourself. You need help. And uh, and you need a, a, a backbone a, a behind you, and, and preferably some people that have some experience with campaigning that can help you. Yep. Basically. And thank you for your question. Now, our next question on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor colin moment is brought to you by eric Haig. good evening matt good evening spike this is eric calling in on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor colin moment i just want to say you guys are still doing a great job Spike, keep up the good work on the road. If you're back, well, I hope you get some time to relax. I want you to talk nerdy to me. Give me your perspective on cryptocurrency. What role is it going to play in the future? And just kind of, yeah, what's your vision for it in in America specifically? Look forward to hearing your answers. Uh, So I will let you answer first, and then I'll I'll answer this one. Um, So... My knowledge of cryptocurrency isn't as good as it should be um, for somebody who is a massive supporter of it. Um, but the 
what I can mainly say is that you want to talk to the right people about cryptocurrency, which is why I recommend Aaron Nakamoto. Uh, not Aaron Nakamoto anymore. No, Aaron uh, Edwards. Aaron, Aaron Edwards. Yeah, Aaron Edwards and uh, her husband, Kingsley Edwards. Um, they are very big in the crypto universe and they run Float, F-L-O-T-E dot app. Um, real, real quick before we get into that, uh, Mike Edwards, Kingsley's dad. Yes. A, an announcement on whether or not a decision is going to be made in the next two weeks on whether or not he's getting out. So if anybody is watching in Florida, send uh, emails and letters to people on the parole board, um, Nikki Freed, Ron DeSantis, those people, and say, let him out. Be respectful, be, be respectful and kind. And kind. But, and kind. Uh, those would be the people that I would recommend you go find, talk to Gabe Higgins. I don't know if he's as well known as they are, but he, uh, he helped me out a lot years ago when I was first looking into crypto. Um, but finding the right people to talk to about it would be my best advice. When you don't, when you don't know a lot about it yourself. So my opinion on crypto is I believe that cryptocurrency and blockchain in general are the future. Um, I think the market should be able to, to decide what the future of currency is, but I think crypto is the future, and I, I, I'm not sure I can tell you what coin it's going to be. Uh, in fact, I can't tell you what coin it's going to be, but I think that crypto is the future. Uh, it is scarce. Uh, it does have an easy ledger to keep track of. Uh, it makes it much harder for fraud to happen. Uh, functionally impossible for fraud to happen. Uh, on, on the good solid coins. There are some coins out there that are not good at all, but the, the major coins are all very solid uh, to the point where the amount of energy you would have to expend, uh, in term, actual like uh, computing energy you would have to expend to be able to defraud uh, the, the you know, Bitcoin blockchain enough so to be able to buy like a, a lounge set on Overstock or something, it would cost billions of dollars. Um, and it would be, uh, you know, it, it would be on impossible to be able to effectively do that. And eventually the, it would catch up with you what happened. So I, it's really like it is not uh, it, it's a pretty solid uh, when you compare it to the the, the, the amount of fraud and uh, counterfeit that's happening with, uh, you know, our Federal Reserve fiat notes. Uh, it's also the future in that it takes the power away from government to uh, to control your money supply which is what they use to just print out endless notes and spend it however they want to and stick you with the bill and let you deal with the inflation from the monetary supply increase, like all the terrible things that come from the Federal Reserve, uh, all that ends, and, and central banks around the world, all that ends uh, with cryptocurrency. Uh, blockchain in general is a great way to keep track of, of, uh, keep track of things and to keep everyone on the same page. Um, there is, uh, uh, there have, I've seen models for using blockchain for things like uh, property deeds and uh, arbitrating disputes and things like that. Uh, it, it's just, it's a fantastic system. And uh, obviously there are people that can talk about it even more uh, extensively than I can, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's an amazing technology. And, uh, and I do believe that it's the, that it's the future. Are you clicking a pen? No. Hmm. Because people in the comments are saying, Matt, please stop clicking your pen. And for once, I'm not. Yeah, Matt, stop clicking your <laughs> pen. 
I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's weird. No idea what that is. Um, Our next question is going to be coming from Eric Haig again. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Spike. I hope I'm able to listen to this live because I'm always excited to listen to your guys' conversation. (sighs) Anyway, um, Eric here calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at Law Anchor, calling moment. I have a question about your views on content moderation. When it comes to large social media websites or companies like Facebook, Twitter, do they as a private business have the right to moderate content or censor content in order to create a good environment for their users? Or does that ever venture into restriction of freedom of speech? Um, Yeah, just looking forward to hearing your views on that. Okay, bye. So I, I believe that's Eric who brought me the water. It is. Eric, I love you. And I hope you're watching this live too. So that you can hear me say that I love you live while I drink the smart water that you gave me. Um, so go ahead. Somebody said, I think it's your microphone hitting the button on your collar. And I think they're right. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> well, I can flip it around and then it shouldn't be hitting anything. Yeah, that's stop it. Okay, let's see if that works. Anyway, um, so that's an excellent question. We uh, let me use another let me use an analogy to explain where the issue comes in with content moderation with social media. Um, If I own a home on a piece of property and I invite you to it and you come and I tell you that uh, if you come onto my property, you can't say a bunch of different things and you may agree to it. It might be, you know, you can't say hate speech. You can't, uh, you know, use uh, dirty language or threaten people or whatever. But then I may say something like uh, you can't share opinions that I think are fraudulent or false, uh, or you can't say things about the election that I think might skew people's opinions. And you go, well, I should be able to say whatever I want. And I go, well, you can, but not on my property not on my not in my house not not where i live i own this i can tell you what you can and can't say and you are perfectly free uh to choose to leave so you can go somewhere where you can say that now that's not the problem that is actually me exercising my freedom of speech and my property rights in telling you uh and others what they can and can't do on my property now Where the problem would come in is if for example i and like five or six other people bought up all the land and all the properties and then told you that no matter where you were on any of our properties, uh, we all had essentially the same things you could or could not say. That would be where we would run into an issue. Um, And that's what we have. The problem is not that Facebook and Google and Twitter and the rest of them, uh, really that's it, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and like one or two other ones uh, are telling you what you can and can't say on their platform the, because it's their private property. Uh, they are a voluntary private venue. No one told you you had to go on it and, and, and no one is making you stay on it. Uh, and it's not yours. The problem is that they are using the power of government to shut out all of their other competition and to make it incredibly increasingly difficult for new innovative forms of social media to break through. Like for example, float, F-L-O-T-E dot app, 
which is our favorite favorite uh, social media platform that we stream on. Uh, be sure to sign up for Float today, F-L-O-T-E. It's available on Google Play and the uh, App Store. But anyway, so it's hard for platforms to, to come up and, and, and they have control of it. And they were actually trying to push for more regulations to make it even more difficult uh, and, and, and other government actions to make it more difficult. Perfect example, TikTok. You had a new emerging social media platform came from a different country, was not censoring anyone, uh, except on, I believe, like the most uh, egregious of hate speech. And the US government responded by labeling them Chinese spies with absolutely no proof and telling them you have until November, what, 12th, to, be, uh, to sell to an American company, uh, or we're gonna shut everything down. In fact, we're gonna stop downloads of TikTok, uh, what was it, last weekend. Yeah, uh, uh, and, Sunday. And Sunday. Sunday at midnight. And they just so happen to be able to close a deal with Oracle right before that. That's a perfect example of government coming in and saying who and who cannot be on social media. No doubt, if any other uh, emergent forms of social media come out, they'll you know, blast them as spies or whatever and do the same thing, thing to them. So that's where the problem is. And we, you know, the, the people who say, well, but you know, social media has too much power, the government should be telling, uh, telling them that they have to let us say what we want. The government put them in the position they're in specifically so they can control what you say. You, the last thing you want is to remove that middleman and just have the government telling you what you can or cannot say on the internet. That, I guarantee you, will not result in free speech. That will result in uh, us never having a chance to you know, go back to a social media that's largely unrestricted in terms of what we can and can't say. Right, and... Yeah, there's nothing I could add to that. You, like, they are their own companies. They are their own companies. They do use the power of the government to make sure that other companies don't come up and start taking over. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. We want it where we want it where when Facebook, if Facebook reaches a point, or YouTube or Google reach a point, uh, or Twitter reach a point where they say, uh, you know, you can't say this, and it becomes egregious enough to enough people where they go, okay, you know what? Finally, fine. We're just going to go over to float. And, and use them yep. um, and, and for there not to be the restrictions in place that, you know, make it difficult and cost prohibitive for them to scale up to become a Facebook or a Google or, or, or a Twitter. Um, that's the answer. Right. Um, our next question is final one from Eric Haig. Uh, hey, Matt. Hey, Spike. It's me, Eric, again. Joe Jorgensen's going to be passing through the area this week, and so I figured I might volunteer for that event. Now I'm getting really nervous because I don't know what to wear. I have a black with the libertarian, you know, flame and emblem on it, and that would probably be really fitting. But I, I'm really debating whether or not I should order a Team Guy on Left T-shirt uh, and just have it shipped to my house real quick and wear that instead. I look forward to hearing your input on this. Okay. Yeah, Talk I to mean, you later, guys. Now, I mean, if you're trying to get forcibly removed from the event, I guess. Like now, you know. my initial answer was going to be different, uh, but your plan was better than my plan. My plan was just to go naked. Just don't wear anything. I would prefer you to go naked than to wear that shirt. I actually have no problem with this shirt. Like, I, you know, people will come up and be like, oh, hey, Spike, you mad? Team guy on left. I'm like, no, you just bought something from the muddied water store. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and I will just note that there's not a team guy on right shirt. And you might say, but Spike, there's like 15 things on there that have your name on it or 30 things. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like 30 things that have your name on it. Whatever. There's two things that have mine. Whatever. It doesn't say team guy on right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. It doesn't. I so. And if you want to call that fair, then okay then. I I, I do call that fair because I have the password to the store. That's also true. (laughs) I honestly thought that the nickname t-shirt was going to sell better than none. Um, what, the one with the all my Jewish names with on it? With all the Jewish rapper names? Yeah. Jewish hip rapper names? Yeah, hip hop rapper yeah, I get it. I, well, but I get it. Right now, everyone is spending all their extra pesos on the my, my head underwear. <laughs> I can't believe that's our number one seller. I kind of can. I mean, I mean, as I'm shocked, I'm like, you know what? I'm not shocked at anything anymore. So that actually makes perfect sense. So especially after meeting so many of my, my most staunch supporters uh, along the campaign trail, not even remotely. That makes perfect sense, actually. Nicholas Andreasen says, which store item do you prefer? The briefs with your face or team guy on left shirt? Oh, the briefs with my face, obviously. Obviously, you should wear them at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, no. Um, no, that seems blasphemous. It That's does. Not. So we have a question, uh, another question from Alex from Virginia. And okay. we have an answer from Chris Reynolds. Okay. But Chris Reynolds is an attorney, so it's a very wordy answer. So I need to know how much time you have. Uh, I've got about 20-ish minutes left. Okay, we're going to hold off on these last two questions that we have because we still have... Holy a... crap, really? It's that long? Well, it's the Brianna Taylor thing. Oh, oh, oh. Like, well, the question he has is about Marbury versus Madison, and Chris's answer is about five minutes. Which I have no problem playing, but since the next segment is Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor, okay. I feel like that is, we can do the Chris Reynolds thing later. Okay. In, in my personal opinion. Um, okay. Because I just want to make sure that we have enough time to get to everything. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that, we will have to continue the rest of those questions later, but that was the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Thank you, Chris. Anchor call-in moment. Anchor call-in moment. Anchor call Thank you, Chris Reynolds, for allowing us to use your least favorite picture head of you. Of your head. Well, excuse me. If you if it's your least favorite photo, why is it on your website in your profile picture where it was? Is it? I don't know if it is. It was. <laughs> he always tells me how much he hates that picture. Well, maybe don't put it everywhere. Right. How right. about that? Don't use it in your advertising. Yeah, exactly. Don't, oh, gosh. What? What? <laughs> so <laughs> yesterday in Kentucky in Louisville yes. Louisville um, Louisville Louisville uh, a Kentucky grand jury brought no charges against Louisiana police for the killing of Brianna Taylor during a drug raid gone wrong yep they did charge uh, a, an officer 
who was a former officer. A former officer. He was he was fired months ago. After the shooting. After the shooting, he was fired. Okay, so he but he was an officer when this when happened. the shoot right when the shooting happened. Who and we didn't, it's crazy because I hadn't even heard about this in all of this case and everything I'd read. I hadn't even heard about this person, but apparently. So for those who don't know the story, um, Brianna Taylor and her uh, boyfriend were in Kenneth their home. Wa- Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker were in their home. Uh, please, depending on who you uh, ask, please either broke in without knocking or announcing themselves, or they knocked. But when uh, Kenneth said, who is it? They would just went ahead and barged in and didn't announce themselves. Either way, they came in without announcing themselves and were in plain clothes. Uh, Kenneth uh, fired at them because people broke into his house uh, and didn't announce who they were and weren't wearing uniforms. And they responded by firing back, uh, killing uh, Brianna, killing Brianna Taylor. Apparently, while this was happening outside, some genius uh, heard gunfire and responded by indiscriminately firing his his weapon into that that home and and a nearby one some three, others as three well. others three others three other homes just like you're playing GTA or something right, like just yeah so that is illegal uh and that's uh also terrible police work uh now thankfully no one was hurt from that but goodness, uh, there was a Louisville police officer who heard gunshots and responded by firing at everything. Everything. Just indiscriminately. Just everything. Just everything. Now, so I want to talk. To, uh, this actually isn't in the notes, but I've seen it a lot today. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot over the last two days. Now, yep. a lot of people are saying that they announced themselves as police. They did not. If that were true, if that were true, Kenneth Walker would not have had the charges dropped on attempted murder of a police officer. Exactly. That and would Brianna not Taylor's, have happened. And Brianna Taylor's family would not have gotten a $12 million settlement. If that were true, we would have been told that immediately and everyone would have gone, oh, oh. well, okay then. That's not what happened. No. Whether or not they knocked, they did not announce themselves, and they barged in, again, not wearing a uniform. Now, for all the edgy kids out there telling us how you should deserve to die if you ever uh, shoot at an officer busting into your home, especially if you may or may not be involved in the drug war, which apparently now we're in favor of that, uh, I would ask you this. If someone breaks into your house wearing street clothes, what do you do? And interestingly enough, a lot of these folks who are saying that are often the ones who say, if someone broke into my house, some thug broke into my house, then, you know, when that when seconds count, the, the police are minutes away. The only thing that's going to be standing between them and their final judgment is me and my whatever weapon they have. Right. And, you know, my response time is 1,600 feet per second. You know, and, and so... But but also, you know, when the, the police bust into your house unannounced, don't no steppy on police. 
Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But the bottom line. No steppy on boot. No steppy. Don't, don't. Yeah, no steppy. It's like on, getting a uh, new don't. pair of Doc Martens. No steppy on my boot. That, no, no steppy on boot. That's the new Gadsden flag is a, is a cop busting through the door saying, don't shoot at me. Um, it, it's, you know, so here's the problem, though. And here's why they were found not guilty. No knock raids are legal. And no knock raids, because they are legal, created a situation in which, according to the Kentucky government, both the officers who fired at Kenneth and Kenneth were legally justified in shooting each other. Let me say that again. Because no knock raids are legal, and because it's still legal to shoot at someone who breaks into your home and you don't know who they are, they create a situation where it is legal for police and homeowners to shoot at each other. Yep. And if someone dies in that altercation, no one goes to jail for it. Now, now meanwhile, let's be clear. If one of those officers had died, uh, I think there would have been a lot more trouble with, with dropping those charges. But I think given the evidence, I think that probably Kenneth may not have been found guilty, honestly. Uh, I, I think it certainly would be more likely for him to be found guilty than what we were expecting to happen with these officers. But he had a legal right to shoot at people that were coming that were coming into their home unannounced. And uh, and so if for no other reason than that and, and to make sure that uh, another tragic, needless loss of life like Brianna's doesn't ever happen again, we need to end no knock raids. Thankfully, the, 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 the government of Louisville uh, the, the city council unanimously voted uh, on uh, to end and uh, ban no knock raids yep. in Louisville, but that needs to be nationwide. There, there, this practice needs to end, as does the war on drugs, which is what led to it in the first place. The, the whole reason for the justification for no knock raids was, well, they could flush their drugs down the toilet. Okay, great. Let them flush their drugs down the toilet, or better yet, leave them alone because it's not if of they your flush the drug, they their bodies. Right, and not only that, if they flush the drugs down the down the toilet. They no longer have access to the thing you are now trying to arrest them for, which is kind of the whole point. The whole point. Kind of the whole point. It, it's almost as though you aren't worried about them having the drug. You're worried about them not going to jail where you can use their prison labor. Right. Or something <laughs> like that. Kamala. So um, this is just another example of how no-knock raids need to end and how the war on drugs needs to end because it and, leads to bad authoritarian policies like and this. if you end the if you end the war on drugs you don't need you don't need the no-knock raids anyway but you don't have the argument for the no-knock raids if you end the war on drugs yeah exactly and now i've heard some people say things like yeah but what if uh someone is in the midst of about to rape a child and the officer knocking that's the time the precious time that they could stop the rape from happening the likelihood of something like that is, is that, so many uh, is that an actual argument you i've heard that yes wow and i said well here is the thing there are many bad authoritarian practices that yeah in theory could stop something bad from happening what's exponentially exponentially more likely is for that bad practice to be used to harm people like for example i was just in north dakota there's a family in North Dakota who they were suspected of selling marijuana out of their house. And the police did a no knock raid and 
uh, fired flashbangs or dropped through flashbangs into the home and uh, scarred, permanently scarred and almost killed one of their infant children. Yep. Um, that is far more likely to happen than the mythical, oh no, I almost was able to rape this kid, but you came in at the last minute and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your darn no knock rate. Like that, it, it's the, the likelihood. I, there's that's never happened. There's never been a recorded instance of that happening. There have been many recorded instances of people suffering needlessly because of no knock rates. And in all honesty, like if somebody is in is about to commit a rape of a person of any age, and you hear a cop knock on the door, are you gonna go? I'm gonna ignore that and I'm gonna ignore that. I'm gonna ignore that and continue and, doing what I'm doing. Yep. Or are you gonna try to run? Yeah. Uh, also, you could just as easily say, well, why should they have to get a warrant in that time of getting the warrant? That's precious time that, you know, you could chop, stop the whatever, child rape, murder, whatever. Like, you can come up with all sorts of reasons why someone should be able to completely violate your right to due process uh, and thereby leading to massive victimization of innocent people. Uh, or we can just, just recognize that these these things have very little likelihood of happening and what is inf you know infinitely more likely uh is that these will be used ag against people uh that right. you know were, were either innocent or shouldn't have been bothered in the first place like the war on drugs so you know it is absolutely tragic and uh we stand with and i am a libertarian candidate saying this i stand with uh, with Rand paul in his in his uh justice for brianna taylor act uh, I stand with Justin Amash, who has tried to pass the same thing in the in the uh, in the the, the, the House. Um, you'll notice that the Democrats uh, haven't done that. They talk about it a lot, and the Republicans certainly haven't done it. And yet here we are. The Democrats are actually busy voting uh, in their platform to end uh, uh, to, to to not uh, legalize marijuana. <laughs> marijuana, not no. the, all the drugs, but just marijuana. Just they marijuana. can't even. Agree that no so i mean between that and between uh donald trump uh, uh according to reporters he hasn't said this officially but according to reports he has uh, uh has been in talks with his advisors about uh ignoring the election results if they don't uh, declare him the winner uh and having republican governors appoint uh uh appoint sympathetic uh sympathetic uh, electors uh who will vote for him uh, officially, uh, with the justification being that, you know, there's massive fraud that happened and that we can't trust these results. Um, and which is, they're saying that's why he's been saying, uh, all these things about, you know, oh, the, 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 the results, uh, are, you know, the result, all this fraud. In fact, when he, when he said that, you know, my being his running mate for 12 seconds in Michigan was an example of blatant fraud, blatant uh, fraud, blatant fraud. Um, so, well, so, I mean, these are just perfect examples of continuing to vote Republican leads to needless harm for no reason. Breonna Taylor did not have to die. Uh, that the, the, the poor kid in, in, in Fargo and their family didn't have to be victimized by uh, officers busting into their house without knocking and throwing uh, grenades at them. Um, it, it, this needs to end. Yeah, no, this absolutely needs to end. Um... <laughs> I really wish I was in on that meeting where Trump found out you were his running mate in Michigan. Like, I wish I was. God, that would have been so good. 
Who's this Spike? Who's this Spike guy? Who's this Spike fellow? Why isn't Dude, Mike? I, I, why isn't Mike there? Why isn't Mike there? Why is Spike there? Oh gosh, well that's a nightmare. Um, you know, I mean, and, and what's crazy is, so I've had a lot of act. So these were the ballots that went out to military members in Michigan, and I've had a ton of of active duty military people reach out to me and say, you know, that might actually help Trump having you as his running mate because uh, we're incredible. Joe and I are incredibly popular uh, among active duty troops the same way that Ron Paul was, the same way that Gary Johnson was, yeah. uh, because we're the only ones talking about ending the wars. And, and they're over there recognizing it's a, it's a pointless war and it needs to end. Um, so, uh, yeah, I might I, uh, I, I might have boosted his numbers if I'd stayed on there. Right. Thankfully, it's been reversed. <laughs> Thankfully, it's been reversed. Uh, and uh, it was only like 400 ballots to begin with. Um, so quick campaign update before we go. Uh, I am currently, like I said, I'm currently uh, just outside of Minneapolis in Bloomington, Minnesota, home of Prince. And uh, we will be. Uh, and so I was told that when I got here, sure. welcome to Bloomington, the hometown of Prince. Hey, thanks. Uh, and so. Um, so, again, tonight I will be doing a fundraiser dinner. We would love for you to attend. Hopefully one of our fine followers put the link to the event because I forgot to they do did. that. They did. Uh, Somebody put oh, the, cool. the link is in the comments somewhere. Uh, if anybody wants to attend, find that link. It's somewhere towards the top or the bottom, depending on which site you're on. And if you don't see it, uh, go to my uh, Facebook page uh, or my Twitter. It should be on there as well. But go to my Facebook page and in the events, uh, it has it there. Or you can go to my Eventbrite. If you go to, in fact, if you go to joe20.com, jo20.com slash events, it's the first thing up at the top of the events. Uh, we'll be doing that in uh, about two hours at 6.30 and uh, at Stella's Fish House in Minneapolis. And we'd love to see you there. If you're not able to attend, we understand. Uh, but uh, we uh, would love to see you tomorrow. Joe and I would love to see you tomorrow in uh, Burnsville at our bus stop rally uh, at Nicolette Commons Park in uh, beautiful Burnsville, Minnesota on Nicolette Avenue. You look at Nicolette Commons Park in uh, uh, in in Burnsville, Minnesota. Uh, in Nicolette, it's on Nicolette Drive Avenue, something like that. Anyway, Nicolette Commons Park. Uh, we'd love to see you there. We'll be starting at uh, 5:45 uh, tomorrow, and I would love to see you at either or both of those events. If you are anywhere near the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and by anywhere near, I mean, can you? get into a vehicle of some kind and get there between now and then. If no. so, then you are nearby. You absolutely could. I, I mean, I could, but... You are physically able to do I, I, I am physically... I could not drive there by then. If you are within a 24-hour flight... Right. I could do that. Then I am encouraging you to come. So, uh, Elizabeth... And then, and then after that... Uh, I will be on the 26th, so on two days. Uh, on Saturday, I will be in New York City. Uh, and then uh, after that, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, after that, I will be in Boston. Then I will be in Concord, New Hampshire. Then I will be in Augusta, Maine. Then I will be in Worcester, Massachusetts. Then I will be in the beautiful city of Raleigh, North Carolina. Then I will be in uh, Buffalo, New York. Then I will be in, no, 
on the fourth, I'll be in Binghamton, New York. Then I'll be in Buffalo, New York the following day. Then after that, I will be in, oh, it's a surprise on the sixth. Can't tell you yet. We haven't confirmed, but I will be there. Uh, and then on the seventh, I'll be in Dover, Delaware. Then on the eighth, I will be in the beautiful city of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Then I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then I will be in Atlanta. Then I will be in, I believe, Savannah, I think. And then I will be, no, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama. Then I will be in Savannah. Then I will be in Jacksonville. Then I will be in Orlando. Then I will be on October 15th. I will be in Miami for the debates in Miami. I kind of tuned out there for a little while. When are you going to be in Orlando? 14th. 14th, okay. Because um, that's 14th in Orlando. So go check out my events. They're all there. I'd love to see you. Come join me in your city or near it. Love you. <laughs> the 14th is a Wednesday. Yeah, I can make it. For it that. is a Wednesday. Oh, can you make that? Oh, I, that's good. I can make that. Uh, I'm, well, I'm happy you can make that. So, uh, well, folks, uh, what, are, what, are we, what are we saying? Folks, <laughs> hey, Matt. Hi. Matt, if someone were looking for us... Oh, you said someone said something. Uh, Elizabeth Coquillard. Coquillard? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Uh, she, she had the exact same thought I did. You and Joe are going to be at the same event? Yes. Yep, we're going to be in uh, Minneapolis tomorrow for the Minneapolis Nicolette Commons Park Stravaganza. I just named it that. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, I, you, your, your touring paths have not really crossed. They haven't. Yeah, we've been doing this kind of like right. crisscross thing. And usually when one of us is stopping our bus tour, the other one's taking is finishing up a break. So one gets off and the other one gets on. Uh, but this time, it just so happened to work out that we're going to be in the same place together. So, uh, so we're definitely doing that cool event tomorrow. So if you want to hang out with us, get to hear what our next president of the United States has to say. Come on out. We'd love to, to see you. I will be speaking briefly and opening for her. Uh, and uh, we would love to see you. And um, then we'd love to see you all those other places, I said. So, Matt, if someone watching this show right now wanted to find us on the Internet, how is that even possible? So uh, there are multiple ways to do it. Sorry, James Ray just uh, posted. It sounds like our Salmon Fest is the afternoon of the 14th. Yes. Yes, James. So. <laughs> the Salmon and Mango Fest. The Salmon and Mango tacular. Fest. Yeah. The um, Salmon and Mango Tacular. And I was like, I know where James lives. I didn't know they had a Salmon Fest. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, there's going to be one. There's going to be one. There's um, going to be one. If somebody were to try to find us on the internet, they could find us if they just wanted to hear the sweet, sultry, buttery goodness of our voices at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters, where you could also go to leave messages that we will play live on the air when we have the time and uh, donate so we can continue to bring you the high quality programming that you have grown accustomed to over these last four years. Okay, the last year. Um <laughs> And you can find this in every other episode 
at muddiedwatersmedia.com. That is awesome. Thank you for especially that last little bit. <laughs> um, and uh, folks, be sure to tune in next week. At I don't even know when, no but clue. it'll be next week. We always sure. do one every week. Yep. Don't know when. No one knows when. There's there, no way of knowing. There is a possibility of a new episode of the Writer's Block coming out. Yes. Possibility working Possible. with somebody on the details of it right now. Um, in which case, that will be coming out on one of the days that this show does not. <laughs> yes. Again, don't know. Don't know. We have no idea. No clue. No one knows what's happening. Nope. It is a total. It's a total nightmare. Uh, but folks, thanks again for tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Nope, not that one. I got to figure out that audio thing. He who knew no sin. This was made to be sin, be sin. What, what, what is sin? It's, it's the nature of the